Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Hey friends, Shauna here. And as our guest Ken Honda says, money is energy. It can be happy or it can be unhappy. So I'm curious, is your money happy? Does it smile back at you? Because it really should. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Gain, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. 
I know I say that I am excited about every single interview I do, which I am, honestly, but Ken Honda just really has blown me away, and I have been quoting his wisdom ever since. When I spoke with him, I was in this strange place in all different areas of my life, and I was thinking about life and goals and what I really want my life to look like and, quite honestly, what I want my money to look like, which sounds like a strange question to think about, but it's so important. Talking with Ken, he just centered me, and I know his message is going to do the same for you. Ken is actually a legend, like a literal legend in Japan. He is Japan's best-selling Zen millionaire. Who knew that was a thing? And his best-selling book, Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money, is a must-read. All right, now that I have piqued your interest enough, let's hear from Ken and find out what is happy money and how in the world do we get it? Ken, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I, I just got up early and it's a little, a little bit dark here in Tokyo, but I'm so happy and my mind is so clear. Fantastic. Yeah, you're on the almost the other side of the world. I'm in Los Angeles. You're in oh, Tokyo. So yes. uh we're we're a little distance apart. <laughs> but it sounds like you're right next to me. Isn't that what's amazing about technology? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, honestly, I say this about almost every podcast interview I do, but mm -hmm. I love your message. I love your book. I love your Instagram. Everything about you, I think, is just um, so amazing. And this entire month of January, we've really been devoting every episode towards money mindset, money wellness, and really the power of the brain when it comes to money. And so I think your message is just so in line. I can't wait for, for everyone to hear your, your knowledge and expertise. Thank you. I wanted to start out, you know, you say that that money is energy. It can mm -hmm. be happy or it can be unhappy. So tell me a little bit, like, what makes money happy? You know, one time I was approached by this woman and she um, asked me if she could take a look at my wallet. And she just scanned all my bills and she said, Ken, you're good to go because all your money is smiling. And she told me that money can smile or laugh. And if if you're not uh, doing what you love, or if you're taking advantage of other people, your money could be crying in your wallet. And I thought, wow, wow that's an interesting concept. And I started thinking, you know, there must be two kinds of money, happy money and unhappy money. And happy money makes you smile when you receive it and when you spend it. Whereas unhappy money makes you, uh, ooh, you know, frustrated and uh, when you receive the money. And also when you spend money, it gives me scary feeling too. So uh, it's a diff uh, big difference. And it doesn't really matter how much money ma you make or you, you have. It's about your uh, emotional attitude toward money. Uh, yeah, I think that's so powerful. And I always say we don't spend enough time talking about, like you said, the emotional attitude towards money. We want to go straight mm -hmm. on to the how-tos. How do I grow my investments or how do I right. budget? Or And all of those things are really important. Mm -hmm. But the emotional component of it, I have found to be a game changer for myself and for countless other people that I've I've shared this message to. But I'm curious, like, why do we ignore this emotional component of money? You know, I think uh, we're so hooked up with the numbers. So yeah. uh, the more is better. 
And I talk about money container um, in general. I teach Japanese, uh, hundreds of thousands of Japanese people how to um, find your right size. But in, for example, in North America, I get many questions like, how can I big, uh, how can I make my money container bigger? So uh, there's an assumption that more is better. But in fact, uh, I approach uh, differently. It's like more Zen way. So um, can you satisfy with what you have? Because uh, happiness is found when you are fully content with what you have. So don't try to go for bigger, better, you know, more. Otherwise, um, your life will be in the hell of endlessly wanting more. Wow. Yeah, that's so powerful. I, I, tell me a little bit more about this, like finding the right size container. How mm-hmm. do you how do you practically go about that and, and yeah. figure out what that yeah. is for you? Yes. You know, my father was a very successful accountant, tax accountant, and he taught me everything about money. And then I, as I grew up, I found out that um, we had guests on weekends for my father uh, to, to visit his clients. And I realized when I was small, um, there are people who brought very expensive, you know, uh, sweets and nice things for a souvenir. And there are those that who didn't bring anything, you know, to our house. So <laughs> I, you know, I realized that there are two kinds of people, generous people and not so generous people. And I found out that there are people who are good at making money, receiving money and who are not so good at making money. So I found out that there is this thing called money container. We're born with a, a certain money container. It could be a small size. It could be a big size. Somebody like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, they were born with a big, huge money container. And uh, there's those who are making a minimum wage. They don't think um, outside of the box. So those people uh, were born with smaller uh, bucket of uh, money container. Hmm, interesting. So can you you know, using those examples, saying those people are born into those money containers, mm-hmm. can you then change your money container? Of course, of course. But, you know, um, uh, it's so interesting because it's, um, as you talk about, Sean, it's, uh, it's about a mindset. You know, when, when we think that we're so limited, you know, we're just, uh, if we are limited to, for example, employee mentality, we tend to think how much money we get per hour or per week or per month. But uh, wealthy people think of money in terms of um, rendering service to millions of people and then uh, receive money. So um, right. they tend to think more about entrepreneur mind. So, uh, and in fact, the, the more service and the better service and happier service they provide, uh, they're likely to receive more. So that's um, how life works in this um, uh, capitalism. But, you know... Um, when you just take a look at your life, um, how much service you give out, uh, you receive later on. So it's it's a money container, but at the same time, it's how much you're willing to offer to the world. So if you're offering little, uh, working minimum wage uh, kind of work, you're not uh, giving so much service. But if you're just providing so much information, so much love, and for example, if you own a a restaurant chain, you are serving hundreds of thousands of people every day uh, through your company. So uh, right. the more service you provide, the more you receive. And it's a very simple fact. 
I like that. Yeah. Someone once uh, said to me that I was a kind person and that kindness is always paid back in mm-hmm. the universe. And that's something I've held on to for, for a long time. I think that's really interesting because I can see so many examples of people that I'm friends with or that are in my sphere where they're kind or maybe they they extend their knowledge to someone when someone needs that knowledge or whatever it might be. And I, I watch that come back to them. So that's like a really interesting concept, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's very simple. So if you're not satisfied with your financial status or financial situation, uh, just just look at your life. How much have you given in the past? And if you're not giving so much out in the world, you're not receiving as a result. It's, an, and giving, it's as simple as that. Right. And giving doesn't have to just be money, monetarily speaking, mm-hmm. right? It's it's giving of your of your knowledge or of your time, of of being in you know, a shoulder to cry on maybe for a friend. I mean, it's giving of yourself in lots of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, but financially, you have to give something to the world that people are so excited to say thank you back to you. So in this world, thank you often means some sort of monetary com- compensation. Uh, for example, if you're providing coaching service, you know, you're just probably talking with your friends and just you're tr- so trustworthy friends and your friends' friends heard about you and they ask you for some advice. And then probably you you give out your service for free, you know, for a cup of tea or coffee. But there are so many friends. For example, one of my friends who is a very well-known astrologer, when she was younger, uh, she was on the phone for um, hours after six o'clock, and uh, her boyfriend complained about it because um, she's so tied with the phone. But she did it for for fun, and later on, she realized that she um, is so busy with talking with her friends. And one day, her friends' friends' friends said, "I don't mind paying you, but can you um, uh, have some time?" as early as possible. And then she started uh, getting paid. So that's how she grew her business. So, you know, the more service you provide, they want to thank you in in a form of money. It doesn't have to, but I think it's a very simple, easy way to show your appreciation. That's such a good point. And I mentioned your book, Happy Money, before, but I really love, there was this line that that jumped out at me. It says, mm-hmm. in fact, I would venture to say that most people, whether they realize it or not, are already in a deeply committed, unhappy relationship yes. with their money. And uh-huh. I, I definitely can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Why, why is this? Like, why are we just in, in, innately in this unhappy relationship? Yeah, there's a, it's a very good and also deep question. Why are we not as happy as we, we can? Because we are so stressed out with this financial <laughs> situation. You know, um, hundreds of years ago, we used to grow food, but now not many people are growing food. So to survive, to, to put uh, food on the table and to have a warm house, you need money. So there's this obsession Without money, you'll be gone. You'll be on the street. Uh, you'll be out on the street and you'll starve to death. So it's a scary survival feeling. So even if you have a uh, 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 bigger bill to pay and then uh, that instantly gives you stress that, oh, you're going to be put out on the street, you know, or stuff like that. So when you see your boss just not happy, uh, he may be having a divorce. It's nothing to do with you. 
but you feel like, oh, I'll be the next person to be fired. So that kind of stress gives you creepy feeling when you when you deal with money. So, and also we know that we we know money can do so many things. So as much as we want money, but we don't want money to be in our house. So this there's this love and hate relationship with money. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it is. You're right. That uh-huh. word obsession is uh, <laughs> is so powerful. I'm curious. You're you're obviously in Japan. I'm in the U.S. Uh-huh. What are some of the differences you see between how people in the U.S. or North America uh-huh. deal with money versus h- how they do it in Japan? You know, I think U.S. and Japan are two extreme examples. For example. Um, my observation tells me that American people spend too much and <laughs> Japanese people save too much. So, you know, Japanese people want to save, say, 10 or 20% of their income every month, uh, and they kind of like try to save for the future. Whereas American people spend future money uh, this weekend to have a party. So I wish these two are married and probably they're yes. going to fight. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> Somewhere in between, there must be uh, the answer. I love that. Yeah, that would be great, actually, if they could get married. That would be very helpful, I yeah, think, but, for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, you know, um, I, do, I give money counseling to couples, and that's when they fight. So that's very interesting. Because one couple, uh, if you're married, uh, one person, I call it, I call them spender, spender type, money EQ type. And they're, they tend to get married with... Uh, money saver or money maker. So, um, you know, they are attracted, uh, to one another when they met, uh, when they meet because, mm. uh, you know, spender looks very attractive because they know how to enjoy life. Whereas a spender or money maker, they look attractive to spenders because they can get the, to spend their money. Wow. Yeah, that I've never thought about it that way, but you're absolutely <laughs> yes. right. When you think of some friends, you know, um, one is more spender. And the other is more maker. Huh. Interesting. That's mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'd love for you to share in reading your book the story about how you went to this meeting. You met a, a, a woman at a party and she mm-hmm. asked to look in your wallet and how that kind of led this whole like concept of happy money. I Gosh, I would love for you to share that story. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was at the party and at the time there was this magazine article um, to show uh, celebrities and uh, athletes and uh, uh, business tycoons uh, uh, their life with a wallet. So it's it's a very interesting um, you know uh, phenomena that everybody wants to know who ha- you know, celebrities have a certain is that a weather yeah. leather um, one or a small one or just a credit cards. So um, I, when I was asked by this woman if she was. Uh, if it's okay for her to see my wallet. And I said, okay, as long as you give it back to me. So she said, okay, thank you. And so she took out all the bills um, uh, from my wallet and she started checking. So she was saying, oh, this is good. This is great. Oh, this is great. And then she put them back and, um, and handed back um, my wallet to me. And she said, Ken, all your money is good to go. You're great. And uh, I, just got, I was very curious and I asked her, what do you mean by all my money is good? And she said, your money is smiling. That means she must have made people happy and received money. Whereas, wow. you know, unhappy people um, making money 
their money is crying or their money is angry in the wallet. So um, obviously she sees things that we don't see. And I got very curious and I was, uh, I started thinking uh, my fr- friends and my uncles and what kind of money they have in their wallet. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious, like how she, how she like was able to decipher that. I mean, it's, it feels like so, so Zen. So yes. um, like just a really interesting way to think uh-huh. about money. Yes. And uh, I teach happy money uh, all over the world. And the uh, first thing I, I asked them uh, is to take their wallet out and just uh, look at it, you know, with their own eyes. They may not be able to see if their money is smiling or not, but they can feel because they mm-hmm. know how they deal with money. So there's this love and hate relationship with money. Some people are indifferent. Some people are obsessive maker. Some people are obsessive saver. Or some some people are obsessive warrior. They worry about money. You know, that's their job, like my mother. So, you know, the uh, people tend to have this certain pattern money-wise, that they are almost like addicted to making more. Uh, They're addicted to worrying about money. They're addicted to saving. They're addicted to spending. And that really shapes their lifestyle. If if you're addicted to uh, spending, you party all the time. You hang out with friends. You know, uh, you buy clothes and uh, you party all the time. So, and you go to vacation. You think of a vacation. You work (laughs) for vacation, you know. So, Lifestyle really define, uh, defines you, who you are. And it's so interesting because even if you're born and brought up in the same household, you know, same parents, your brother, sister could be totally different from you. Yeah, totally. I've mm-hmm. seen that so many times. Yes, yes. And it's so universal. It doesn't really matter if you're Arabic or Spanish or Chinese or American, Japanese. You know, we are so similar, you know, when, when it comes to money pattern. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. 
And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. 
That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. It's Tuesday, so let's tackle another Ask Shauna, and this one comes from Carrie. Hi, Shauna. I've been listening to your show from the very beginning and honestly go back and listen to old episodes all the time. Thank you for creating this great vault of money knowledge. Okay, so I have a pretty good job and I've been contributing about 2 to 3% of my salary to my 401k, but I know that isn't enough. I feel like I'm in a fairly okay place right now in terms of my debt payoff and savings for goals, but I keep feeling like I'm missing the boat on my 401k savings. I know you're going to kill me for saying this, but my company does match contributions up to 6% and I'm not taking advantage of that. Should I just bump up to 6% or go higher? Maybe I haven't made a decision because I'm so in fear of making the wrong decision and let's be honest, change is super hard. Would love your thoughts on what to do and how I should be thinking about this one. Carrie, thanks friend for listening to this show from the beginning. I am honestly deathly afraid of going back in time and listening to those early episodes. Yikes, like that, that really scares me because in the beginning of the podcast, I didn't think anybody would listen and I didn't really know what I was doing. So some of those are definitely the beginner stages, but that's okay. We learn and grow. Your question is is great. And so many people have a version of this type of question. So just know that your cue is going to help answer definitely for someone else that is listening. First, you're right. I, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to gently nudge you to save up to the match. That's free money, my friend, and free does not come very often. Yes, there are hardly anything in this world that is free. Hardly anything is free. So if you can get that match, you should definitely, if you can, save up to that. Now, with that said, every company has what's called a vesting schedule. So let's do a quick example. Let's say the vesting schedule is four years and every year you're 25% vested. So that means if you leave in year two, you can take 50% of the employer's match with you. You can always take 100% of what you put in. After year four, you're 100% vested. So if you leave after year four, you can take all of that employer match with you. So find out what your company's vesting schedule is, but don't worry about that if you don't plan on leaving. And even if you do, some money is better than no money. I use that example all the time of thinking about your money this way. If you were walking down the street and there was nobody around and you found a $5 bill or a $20 bill on the floor, I really hope you would pick it up. Of course, if there's someone around and it's their money, then we got to give it to them, right? It's not your money. But if money is just laying around, pick it up. So start thinking about your money from that perspective. And that goes for everything, your credit card interest rates, the interest rate on your savings account, your mortgage rate, your student loan interest rate, your car interest rate, matching, I mean, you name it. Second, I want you to look at your money goals and think about what is your number one goal right now and how much money will it take to get you there? Then look at how much you can raise your contribution past that match amount, but still hit your other number one money goal. Hope that makes sense. So just because money is going into your 401k, it, it doesn't mean it isn't your cash. You're just directing it in a different way and you're getting a tax deduction for your contribution, which means you will pay less in taxes, which is 
honestly always a good thing. So I am a fan of going as high as you can with your 401k contributions without sacrificing your other money goals and, of course, without sacrificing the bills that you have to pay. But always try to go up at least to your match. Now, if you don't have a match, then just think about contributing what you can and really challenge yourself to increase it by maybe 1% to 2% each year as your salary increases. So this is with anything. I know I said this a million times, but money is this gray area. These decisions are really in a gray space. So if you can save up to your match, fantastic, because that's free money that you would otherwise be missing out on. So that's step one. Step two is then thinking about how much more can you increase your contributions without sacrificing that number one money goal that you have? Can you find a happy medium, some sort of balance there? So maybe you're doing a little bit of both. And if you can still hit your money goal, ah, maybe you go up to the max in your 401k. It's it's, it's not going to hurt you to save more money. I say this all the time. Nobody dies saying, oh my gosh, I saved too much money. (laughs) It's usually the reverse. You're usually scratching around for some cash. So the more you can save, the better off you're going to be. So Carrie, I hope that answered your question. If you haven't asked Sean a question, please don't feel shy. Every question is a great question. There are a lot of questions. It's going to take me quite a long time to get through them, but please, your question's super important. I want to help you and I want to help someone else. So go to the link in the show notes, Or go straight over to our website, mmoneypodcast.com. On the homepage, you'll see the Ask Shauna section. Fill it in and ask away. So then how do you talk to people about like practical ways to change their money pattern or Mm -hmm. ways to at least acknowledge where Mm -hmm. they're at and maybe some steps to to get in a better relationship? Uh So, you know, in my book, I never talked about uh, what's right? What's money? Uh, what's the right money type? So I get constantly asked the questions. I should have written in my book the reason why <laughs> I didn't put the right money type because there's no right money type. You know, there's just a balance with uh, for you with money. If you're a right. uh, spender, you have to spend less and start saving. And if you're a saving type, you have to spend more. So my prescription is different uh, for each individual. Um, the other day, I had a counseling session with a, a money saver, and he said, "I cannot, you know, um, I cannot spend money." And my kids tease about me. You know, I'm a millionaire, yeah, but uh, I can't spend money. So I, I told him, "Okay, uh, take out your wallet and, and take out a hundred dollar bill, uh, and then go out and spend for nothing." Yeah, so that doesn't work. That doesn't serve you. So you know, go to a go for gambling or just go spend something or, but you know, like, don't do charity thing, you know, uh, because it, right. it's, it's serving other people, waste your money. You know, and he said, he, he was so like puzzled. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even think of ways to, to waste money. <laughs> and his wife says, Oh, I know millions of ways of spending, you know, wasting your money. So it's so interesting, you know, and uh, that's my homework. So spend a uh, hundred dollars for nothing. And it's so hard for him because he wants to make sure that money will be well spent. Right. (laughs) So what would be the reverse, obviously, if someone's a big spender? How would they then start tackling not spending? Yeah. 
Yes. So they have this urge. I call it a money, a money spending monster, little monster in you. So they are telling you, buy, 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 you know, spend, spend, spend. <laughs> so, um, there's this very, uh, famous tagline in the Japanese, uh, uh, discount store at the register. Uh, it says in a big sign, gold sign, spend now, regret later, you know. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it says. I, I, I thought it's very cute, but, um, so, um, spender have this urge to spend money, whatever that is. It doesn't really matter. It's a dollar shop or expensive boutique. It, it's up to your financial, uh, status, but they love to spend. It's almost like a compulsive behavior. So, um, one out of 10, um, you have to stop spending and also, I ask them to ask themselves whenever they want to spend money or take out a credit card out of their wallet. Is this super, super, super necessary for my survival? Mm, and oftentimes, yeah. oftentimes it's not. You don't have to buy right. another suit, another um, jacket, another car, another little thing. So is this super, super necessary uh, for me uh, to survive, you know? So, and most of the times, um, the answer is no. Right. Yeah. But there's so many ways, good reasons. I work so hard and it's a, it's a treat. It's a sort of like, a, you know, a, the ways to, to, you did good job. You know, so they are, they have, they come up with a creative, um, idea yeah. to treat them. Yeah, of course. Right. And because money isn't the subject that we talk about with people yes. very often, yes. you know, most people don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Yes. And I love American people's uh, excuses to come up, you know, <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving, Christmas or somebody's <laughs> birthday. I lost 20 pounds. And, you know, so now I'm celebrating at the restaurant and then getting back the same amount that you lost and it's so interesting you know how people live and uh, there are also comical sides to uh, Japanese way of li- living you know uh, we often hear the news that um, there's this woman who died in in uh, solitude that she died with a million dollars and and a million dollars was stashed under the mattress you know um, oh, yeah. the bed that she died and then she had a million dollars in cash and she didn't spend anything. She didn't go on vacation. All her work, uh, all her life, she worked for nothing. And the, and the money gets confiscated by the government. So maybe it's, it's for somebody else. But, you know, uh, it's so sad to see that people work for life and they never enjoy life. So you have to have the right balance. And you are the only, only person who knows. So um, if you're listening to um, this, you're like, Oh, I should spend more. I should spend, uh, I should spend less. It's up to you and you know. Right. Yes, exactly. That's such an interesting uh, dynamic again, comparing the U.S. with Japan. Again, if we could find that happy marriage, that would be, that would be fantastic. <laughs> or a very unhappy marriage too. Yes, <laughs> because that is that, true. That could be the, the, the reason for divorce for so many couples. So you really have to know, um, and respect, show respect. To other people, other other kinds of people, because you don't understand, you know, uh, the the same reason you're attracted to, to the person 
could be the uh, main reason for divorce because uh, after a few years, spenders cannot understand why their partners just want to save. And the, the same is true for the other person. Gosh, that's such a good point. Yes. yes. Once yeah. after you, you, you first start dating and get married and the honeymoon's over, that's where, uh, that's where the stickiness can come in. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I met up with this couple uh, when they were dating, uh, this guy who brought a hundred roses for her, uh, he's a spender type, uh, to propose her. She was so happy. But after five years, she, he brought another 100 uh, roses. And uh, uh, the first thing she said is, where did you get these flowers? Not that the expensive flower shop, right? You know, she was so upset. <laughs> so, so the same 100 roses used to mean uh, so much love five years ago, but now it's expense from a household. It's, it's such a powerful thing to think about. Uh, I'd love for you to share also, I know you, you share the story of um, saying arigato to mm-hmm. your money. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to share that. Thank you for asking. Uh, I had a great privilege of meeting so many great mentors, teachers, and one of them is Wahe Takeda, who who used to be who uh, used to be called Warren Buffett of Japan. He passed away a few years ago, and uh, he, when I had a chance to meet him, you know, like you you have an opportunity to meet Warren Buffett, what would you ask? And I asked him, yeah. "What is the secret of money? How can I be wealthy?" And he said only one thing. Oh, actually, two things. And he said, uh, when money comes in, say arigato. When money leaves you, that means when you spend money, also arigato. Arigato in, arigato out. Uh, and I asked him, uh, anything else? And I said, that's it. <laughs> arigato in, arigato out. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I came all the way to see him and then I should have yeah. known something else. But I, I started doing it. It's almost like mm, 10, some years ago. And um, a lot of interesting things started happening in my life. Once I started saying arigato in, arigato out, I felt happier, you know. And, really? Uh, yes, because uh, when I received money, I said, oh, thank you. And uh, around the time, I went to a supermarket and I got a $2 coupon at the cash register, you know, somehow. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I think everybody has it, gets it, right? And then... Wow, I, I just shouted out loud uh, in, in Japanese, I'm, I'm a lucky guy. <laughs> and obviously the woman next to me, uh, in front of me, uh, saw it was amusing. So she, she handed out her $2 coupon to me. And I said, wow, I'm double lucky. And then there's another woman who just get, gave me that. And so like I got like $6 instantly by showing arigato or thank you. And I show my happiness. And it was so fun. Uh, so when you receive money, just show your appreciation, and uh, uh, it's 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 great for business too. So whenever you receive money from your clients and customers, just show appreciation in 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 terms of smile or emails or letters. It really works wonders. And when you spend money, also say thank you uh, because uh, you you get some kind of service or, or merchandise when you spend money. So somebody gets something good for you to make you happy. So there's a, a lot of uh, reason to appreciate about. So once you start this appreciation, I think you start this cycle of appreciation and what you, whatever you appreciate appreciates. 
and I, I, my income grew, and I was a happier man, and more money, I couldn't uh, complain more. And I started teaching about happy money to my clients, and uh, I got incredible results. For example, a single mother who used to work, uh, work for uh, her uh, CEO, she was complaining about the low payment. Uh, and then uh, she started um, thanking her boss because she's a, a high school wow. graduate and she didn't get a college degree, but um, she got a job. So a few weeks later, she got a big raise from her boss, who she called him a stingy guy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> wow, that's that's so amazing. So like even just that practice of saying arigato is like showing the appreciation, mm-hmm. it, it does something to your to your brain, to mm-hmm. your insides, right? Yes. Like it, it changes your perspective in a way that it's yes. hard to explain unless you've you've done it yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what it works is that um, once you focus on appreciation, what he said, a human mind cannot uh, conceive one thing, you know, two things at one time. So if you are thanking something, you cannot worry about it. So um, in other words, if you appreciate money, you cannot. Uh, worry about money at the same time so once you start appreciating money you cannot you 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 physically mentally cannot worry about money because you're in in arigato mode you know somehow you cannot change shift the mode to complaints and you know uh, worrying so um that's how i come come like became a much much happier man and, and a better husband and better um father because I started appreciating my wife, my daughter, and um, my staff, my clients, and all the people around me. So even a, a cab driver um, I bump into, uh, um, I, he said one time, uh, whenever he pick, pick me up, it's a start of a, a happy day because um, I, we have a fun chat. And then uh, obviously our conversation makes him very happy. So he thinks the ride with me is a you know a good start of a day. Yeah, it's just such a great message to share because again, money can have these depressing, stressful, fearful emotions around it, and so mm-hmm. being able to flip that for yourself or flip that for someone else, it's not suddenly going to bring in tons of extra money. But mm-hmm. what it does, like you said, is like it, it just opens you up to this happy place, which I think is such a great message because. We don't tend to think that we can actually have happiness around money, but it's possible. Yes. And uh, what's great is it doesn't really matter how much money you make or how much money you have. It's about your mental attitude. And you can change it right now and without anything, you know, without paying anything. Just say thank you when money comes in and thank you when money leaves you. Wow. Well, Ken, this has been so fantastic. I just, again, I love this message. It's been so powerful for me and I tell everybody I know about your book. So tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about you and where they can get a copy of your book, Happy Money. Thank you for asking. My books are everywhere at uh, 150 uh, US airports. Uh, Find a yellow smiley uh, book cover. It says Happy Money, so you can't miss and you can, of course, order Amazon from Amazon. And all of my information is at kenhonda.com. And uh, pretty soon, 
uh, Mind Valley is going to promote me um, for my uh, Happy Money Money EQ course. So you'll probably see me somewhere on internet, and um, and I sh- I started to share a lot of information in English about Happy Money. So uh, please find more information uh, by googling Ken Honda or KenHonda.com. And uh, my teaching is very 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 simple. It doesn't cost anything. Just say, start saying arigato. And when your life shifts, just、um, find out more. And it's going to shift your life by appreciating. And、uh, what's great about it, it doesn't cost you anything. And just、um, more money and more happiness will come to you. So、uh, please start thanking、uh, what you have in your life. It's hard for me to pinpoint a gem that I took away from this episode because there are just so many. But One thing Ken said to me that has really stuck is, "There's another way of living your life, especially around money. When you feel more relaxed about money, you can trust your future more, and if you start trusting your future more, you can have a lot more fun." I mean, yes, like where do I sign up for that? That and I do now totally say "arigato" to my money every day and every night when it comes and when it goes because it cannot hurt. On this podcast, we are changing the language around money to help everyone unlock the lives they want to live. And now you are part of that movement, and it's up to all of us to invite others in. So share this episode with someone that you think is ready to make life changes and turn their money into happy money. Tell them why they should be listening to this podcast. Invite them in, so we can just all talk about money in a new, fun, and fresh way. Thanks for checking out this episode of Millennial Money. For all the BTS on today's episode, check out the show notes. Oh, and while you're at it, share this episode with a friend, share it with your coworkers, even share it with that cute barista who gets your name correct every time. Money mindfulness is something we could all use a little help with. So why keep all this knowledge to yourself? Remember, sharing is caring. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.